Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's yours, boys and girls and boys. Let's go! Welcome to the Locked On Capitals podcast. My name is Amy Rothenberger, and I'm your host. Get ready to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Now let's start the show. It is a great day to talk about hockey, and in the lineup today, we will take a look at what's happening in both of the bubbles. We will go in-depth on Braden Holtby and end with a preview of tonight's Game 5 matchup between our beloved Washington Capitals and the New York Brooklanders. But first, a look around the league. Hey, what happened? Elimination Wednesday was upon us. Let's start out west again. In the Deja Vu department, Colorado trounced Arizona right out of the bubble with a final score of 7-1. to one. Stop! He's already dead! Winning the series four games to one. Where will Taylor Hall go next? Vancouver pulled out a 4-3 win in regulation to lead their series with the reigning Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues three games to two. The only other Western series still standing is Dallas-Calgary, which Dallas could end later tonight since they currently have a three games to two lead in that series. In the East, they dropped like flies yesterday. Tampa Bay and Columbus went into overtime, causing the collective, oh God, not again, oh, but maybe again, of hockey watchers everywhere. And it ultimately proved to be too much for the Blue Jackets, who lost 5-4 to four and were eliminated. Coach John Tortorella was his usual polite and congenial self in the post-game presser. And now is where we eulogize the Carolina Whaler Canes, the quote-unquote rival of the Washington Capitals, who only managed to win one game in the series against the Boston Bruins, who finally got David Pasternak back on something that they call the perfection line. Let's bow our heads for a moment of contemplation. <laughs> Now, some of you may be asking, Amy, what about the President's Trophy Curse? Well, that curse keeps teams from making it past the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, so it's still in play, boys and girls and babes. And lastly, it looks like we can still hold out hope for the Maximum Chaos series between the Habs and the Flyers. The Habs won Game 5, but the Flyers still lead the series three games to two. There were a lot of physical shenanigans in last night's game, and as of this recording, Flyer and former capital Matt Niskanen will have a hearing for cross-checking Montreal's Brendan Gallagher in the mouth. There was a lot of blood on the ice last night, and Gallagher is reported to be having a CAT scan on his jaw today. So hold on to your butts, kids. This one is full of drama. We will talk about the Capitals and the Brooklanders later in the show. But next, we're going to discuss one of the best Capitals goalies to have ever played, Braden Holpe. It's part history lesson, part appreciation piece, and part prognostication about his future. Stay tuned. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. 
Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50 percent, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and give it a rating and review, which helps others to discover it and join our community. Follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnCats. Follow me on Twitter at Amy Rothenberger. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook at LockedOnCapitals. Send an email to LockedOnCaps at gmail.com. And I also have another hockey podcast where I swear and yell a lot with my friend Julie, but it doesn't happen daily or even weekly. You can find it at Pucker Up Podcast on Twitter. Let's talk about Braden Holpe. I want to start by saying I want to cite my sources here. Like the good English major that I am, I got a lot of this information from Wikipedia and from a Russian machine never breaks Braden Holpe appreciation post, which you should check out because they're a are a bunch of pictures in there of him with fans over the years, including me. Also, the caveat here is that Braden is my all-time favorite hockey player, and I refuse to believe that he's leaving the Washington Capitals, but I also realize that I need to develop a firm grasp on reality. So let's start with a little bit of history. Braden Holtby was selected by the Washington Capitals 93rd overall in the 2008 draft doesn't seem like it was 12 years ago, but it was. The gawky, glasses-wearing nerd who stole my heart out of Lloydminster, Saskatchewan, had only a 12% chance of making the NHL as a fourth-round pick. That's kind of remarkable. He first signed a three-year entry-level contract with the Capitals in October of 2008 and joined the organization in 2009 the 2009-2010 season, 
with the ECHL South Carolina Stingrays as a 20-year-old. At that point in time, Hopi was behind 2006 first-round pick Semyon Varlamov, a name which should sound familiar to us all, and 2006 second-round pick Michael Bones of Glass Neuwirth on the goalie prospect depth chart while Jose Theodore was the number one starter in Washington. In November of 2010, Holtby's NHL career in Washington began with a 10-minute and 9-second relief appearance in the third period of a game. Holtby made four saves and earned his first career NHL victory a little more than two years after he signed his first contract. During his first NHL start, which happened two nights later, he made 23 saves against the Philadelphia Flyers and would earn another win. He would go on to start his career 10-2-2 in his first 14 games in the NHL, which is not bad at all. And kind of reminds me of one Ilya Samsonov, the heir to the throne. Hopi became the Capitals' official starter during the 2012 postseason, one I think a lot of Caps fans remember fondly, leading the Capitals past the then-Stanley Cup champions Boston Bruins in the first round. That series featured a very famous moment, which has now been gift to death and has become a meme, where Rich Peverly wound up fake slashing Hopi in the chest and Hopi doesn't flinch. He had a 1.95 goals against average and a .935 save percentage during that year's postseason. And that put him into the team's starter position for the next eight seasons. During that time, he became one of the greatest goalies in the NHL and accomplished a lot of things. Here are a few. He played a league-high 73 games and 4,247 minutes during the 2014-15 season and had nine shutouts. He won the Vezina Trophy the next season as the league's best goaltender. He finished fourth in Hart Trophy voting that season and was named an NHL first-team All-Star. He finished that season with a 48-9-7 record. His GAA was 2.2, and he had a 9.22 save percentage and three shutouts. His 48 victories that season tied him with Martin Brodeur for the most wins in a single season in NHL history. He was named to five NHL All-Star teams from the 2016 season through 2020. And now let's talk about that cup run. His biggest achievement, probably, came in 2018 when he helped lead the Capitals to their first Stanley Cup. Despite not starting the postseason as the starting goalie, Philip Grubauer held that position for the first two games against Columbus. Holpe won all 16 games of the Capitals' championship run. He posted a 16-7 and record, a 2.16 GAA, and another 9-2-2 save percentage, and had two shutouts, two very important shutouts, two back-to-back shutouts against the Tampa Bay Lightning to move on to the Stanley Cup final. And then there's the save. Let's talk about the save. I mentioned in one of my first shows after I took over this podcast that I was physically present in Las Vegas for the save. It happened on my 46th 
birthday. So now you know how old I am. And I was sitting behind Holpie's net, way up in the in in the nosebleeds, but behind the net. And because of the nature of Las Vegas Golden Knights fans just learning how to be people who watch hockey because this was their inaugural season. What would happen over the course of the games, because we went to both games one and two when we were out there, is that whenever, basically whenever the puck crossed the blue line into Vegas's offensive zone, everybody would get on their feet. Because everybody just thought that, all right, well, now that we're down on this end, we're going to score, right? Which they probably learned over the course of the last couple of seasons doesn't always happen. So this is happening. The puck is bouncing around off the boards. Flies right in front of Holpe through the crease. And then comes back again at Alex Tuck. And he's right there in front of Holpe, point blank. And Holpe stops him. However, what happens in that arena is that the crowd goes nuts because they think the puck went in. And for a minute, the scoreboard showed the puck going in. And then my friend and partner on my other podcast, Julie and I, looked up at the big board. And we saw the replay. And we screamed like neither of us have ever screamed before or since, and said it didn't go in, it didn't go in. And we were not surrounded by Capitals fans at that point, so we kind of stuck out like a sore thumb, but we had a giant DC flag with us, and we waved it like crazy, even though we were up in the nosebleeds and lost our collective minds. It was, to this day, the best in-person hockey experience I've ever had. And it's thanks to one Braden Holpe. In addition to his legacy on the ice, what he's done for the greater D.C. area community has been remarkable. And it's one of the reasons that I love him so much. He donated his time and money to help build a gym for the kids at Henley Elementary School in D.C.'s Ward 8. He helped raise money for tens of thousands of meals during the coronavirus pandemic. In 2016, he became the first Capitals player to ever walk in the D.C. Pride Parade and has continued the tradition every year the hockey schedule has allowed him to. In 2017, he was named the Caps LGBTQ Inclusion Ambassador by the NHL, and he served as a leader in the locker room and in the community on diversity, equality, and inclusion. He's raised thousands of dollars for You Can Play after wearing a custom design mask during Hockey is for Everyone Month. And for his dedication to the cause, he received the DC Pride Ally Award and also spoke at the 2018 Human Rights Campaign's National Dinner and was one of the handful of capitals who also skipped the team's White House celebration with President Trump. And what he said about that was, he did put out a statement. He said, in the end, I never really came up with a situation where I would feel comfortable going. My family and myself, we believe in a world where humans are treated with respect, regardless of your stature or what you're born into. So I think that's just where it's at in terms of this decision. You're asked to choose which side you're on, and I hope it's pretty clear what side I'm on. Speaking of being on 
the right side of history. After George Floyd's murder due to police brutality, he released a very powerful statement. And one of the things that he said, I, I'm not going to read the whole statement here, but the crux of it is America will never be great until all black lives matter. On that note, NBC Sports Washington is launching an ongoing multi-platform content series entitled Race in America, Caps United for Change as part of the Washington Capitals initiatives that are related to diversity in hockey and racial equality. This week, Capitals players Braden Holtby, Brendan Dillon, Garnet Hathaway, and former player Joe Ward, who's also one of my favorites, joined host Chris Miller for the last of these discussions to share their thoughts, experiences, and how they're using their platform in this fight. NBC Sports Washington has already aired this as a 30-minute TV special, which debuted on Tuesday before game four. You can find the full interview on their website as well. I highly recommend it. It's excellent watching. As for Braden's future with the Capitals, let me get out my tissues. The chances are very great that he will seek out a better contract with another team when he hits free agency after this season. However, with the salary cap remaining flat for this foreseeable future, there may not be many places who can afford his asking price. My hope, and the chances are slim, I know, is that maybe he signs a one-year extension with the Caps at a reasonable rate and then takes a look at the market in the year of the Kraken and all of the chaos that the expansion draft will inevitably bring. I will buy his jersey no matter where he ends up, unless it's Pittsburgh. That's a deal breaker, Braden. Up next, game five is tonight. Let's all set up our altars to the hockey gods. Tonight is the night. Win or go home. Or do not. There is no try. At 8 o'clock, we face our foes, the New York Brooklanders, in Game 5. What do we know? We know, as was the case in Game 4, that Nicholas Backstrom is a game-time decision. We know that Martin Fervari has been deemed unfit to play, and so it's likely that Radko Gudis will once again be in the lineup with Jonas Siegenthaler as his defensive partner. We know that in addition to the players that we talked about yesterday, I left out that Ilya Kovalchuk also has a goatee. Islanders coach Barry Trotz, that still sounds weird, said that the team could have a different look when it makes its second attempt at eliminating Washington tonight. Quote, we're contemplating a few changes. We've talked about different situations. We'll just see where we are later tonight. I'm going to have a couple of meetings with a couple of guys and we'll make our decisions based on what we know and what we think will help us. So basically it's, yeah, we might change some things around a bit, which is news, but not news. We know that Cal Clutterbuck, who did not play for the rest of game four after receiving a monster hip check from Radko Gudis in the third period, is a game-time decision as well. But Trotz had indicated earlier this week that he thinks he'll play. So that makes me a little bit curious. 
Here is what our friend Todd Reardon had to say today after morning skate. Quote, it's business. We know what's at stake. It's a group that is tight-knit. I believe in our group. There was energy and passion and excitement to play again tonight and give ourselves a chance. We just need to win one game tonight, and then we'll worry about things from there. Oh, look, there's that belief again. I believe in our group. And that one game that we need to win. And I guess, despite what I have said, and I still believe about the coach in the past, this is really what it boils down to, right? We need to win this one game tonight. So tomorrow, I will be here to talk about what happened, good or bad. In the meantime, it's okay to believe. And until then, be sure to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry, Penguin. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.